verse 6, and then John chapter 1. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, and then over to John chapter 1. This is probably going to be our last um, part of the series on worship. Uh, we're going to talk this morning about revelation in worship, how God reveals things to us as we worship Him, as we get into His presence. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And over to John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Let's pray one more time together. Jesus, hallelujah, God, I thank you for the gift of worship, God. I thank you for your spirit and your presence that's here, God. I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would open our eyes to what you want us to see, God. I pray you would open our ears to hear what you want us to hear, God. I want my mouth to say what you want me to say. I pray in Jesus' name, God, reveal yourself to us this morning. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your light, God. I pray shine it in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, you can be seated if you so desire. <clears throat> yes. Revelation and worship. It's so weird when the music stops. It just gets so quiet. Worship is what we've been talking about, right? Worship is, it's a deep um, experience. It brings us into the presence of God. That's the whole point of it, right? Um, and God, as we just read, is light. And the more time we spend in worship, the more time we spend in the presence of God, the more time we spend in the light, right? The more time you see... The more time you spend in the light, the more things you see. Amen. Right. Does that make sense? We follow it. The more things we see, the more things are shown to us. Shown to you, shown to me, shown to all of us. The more time we spend in worship, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more time we spend in prayer, the more time we spend in the Word, the more we get to know Jesus, the more we get to learn about him. It's the same as any relationship. If you want to get to know somebody, you got to spend time with them. right? And if you don't want to get to know somebody, don't spend time with them. Because they don't get to know them. And <laughs> people, I remember in Bible school, everybody was all getting paired off, right? Because that's the way you go to Bible school. Not really, but <sighs> they're paired off. And people would be hanging out with this guy or this girl they really liked, and people would be like, what are you doing? Why are you spending so much time with that person? Right? Has that ever happened to you? Why are you spending so much time with them? And it's because you want to get to know them. You want to make sure they're not crazy. 
If you want to make sure you know, you're compatible or you, you get along or you have the same interests or goals or callings or whatever, you want to spend time with someone. If you just, you know, whatever. You need to spend time with people to get to know them. And it may seem boring and repetitive to somebody that's outside of that relationship. It may seem like you're just wasting your time. Why are you hanging out with them? They're boring. I don't see what the big deal is. But when you're in that relationship, it's important. Amen. When you're in that relationship, it's not boring. It's exciting. It's new. It's all interesting. And it may seem the people outside of the church or whatever that, what are you doing? Why, why are you going to church again? Why are you praying again? Why are you reading your Bible again? That doesn't make any sense. That's boring. But when you're in that relationship with Jesus, it's not boring. It's exciting. Yeah. And that's how you get to know him. And you're getting to know him. Right? That's what you're trying to do. And that's how it works. You get to know somebody by spending time with them. And you grow closer to them. And in worship, we spend time with Jesus. And we walk in his light. This is going to blow your minds. Light reveals things, right? You want to see something, you turn the light on. What was that noise? Oh, nothing. Turn the light on. Darkness hides and covers things, but light shows things. I know everybody's, wow. Blow your mind. Light, light reveals and dark conceals. I feel like it rhymes. The more time we spend in the presence of God, the more time we spend in the light, the more things God shows us. The more time we spend in the light of God, the more the dark fades. The more God is revealed. And dark and light are opposites. Have you ever been to kindergarten? You will know this. Dark and light are opposites. They cannot coexist in the same place. It's either light or dark. If you have pitch dark, you turn a light on, you can see. It doesn't matter. The dark never overcomes the light. They can't exist in the same place. The light will drive out the dark. It may not be the strongest light, but it will, it will drive out the dark in that area. If you light a candle, pitch black room, you're going to be able to see something because the light drives out the dark. In creation, the first thing that God said was, let there be light. And he saw that it was good. God's plan has always been to shine his light into the heart of his people. Matthew chapter 4, verse 16 says, The people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, light is sprung up. The people were sitting in darkness, and they saw a great light when they saw Jesus. We see God is light. God has given us an opportunity to walk in his light as we go through life, to walk with him. Um, he has come to, Jesus came to give life, life more abundantly, and to give light instead of the death and darkness that sin brings. We know this. And myself, I grew up in a city. Not a big city, but a city, right? And in the city, at night, there's always light, right? There's, there's store lights going on. There's street lights everywhere. Car lights, porch lights. There's always lights in the city. And when we flew into Benin for the first time, we landed, it was like 8 o'clock, pitch black. They, I mean, they have electricity, but they don't 
It's not like here, we just light everything up. It was pitch black and we were driving down this road. There was no street lights. We couldn't see anything. I have no idea how the missionary knew where he was going. And then there was a roadblock and we had to go around another way. I don't know how he knew where to go because there was no street signs, there's no lights. It was crazy. And there's people when you couldn't see them, it was so dark. It was nuts. And it was the first time I've ever been anything like that. And I realized how much I appreciate the light. But in the dark, you can't see. And the same as if you grew up in the country. I don't know, a lot of you did. Maybe most of you. At night, it's dark. Darker than the city. The city, there's always like a glow. You can always see something. And then in the country, you're out hunting. It gets dark. You're done. You gotta get home. It's dark. So there's always one or the other. It's always light or dark. You can't have both together. Darkness and light can't coexist. There's a separation between dark and light. There's a separation between heaven and hell. There's a separation that happens. And Jesus, when Jesus was born, he was born into a dark time in the history of Israel. For 400 years, they had gone without any word from God. They hadn't heard anything from God. They hadn't, there hadn't been a prophet. There hadn't been anything happening for 400 years. And the world was, it was wicked, it was evil. Um, there was corruption everywhere. The government was corrupted. The priests were corrupted. The Pharisees were corrupted. The Sadducees were corrupted. Everybody was corrupted, just like today. <laughs> and there was no hope. It just was dark. It was just sad and dreary and gloomy and depressing. It was dark. But John chapter 1, verse one. Verse 5 and 10 says, And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And verse 10 says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Jesus came as the light. Jesus came to shine and drive out the darkness. And they didn't recognize him. It's been 400 years since they'd heard from God, and they didn't really recognize him when he showed up. But he was there. And then Jesus starts his ministry, and the crowds and the multitudes... The people, and they all started following him because there was light in him. And they were in a world of darkness, but there was light in this man. And they started following him. Because if you're in the dark and you see a light, you follow it. If you're in a cave and you don't know how to get out and you see a light, you're not like, oh, that's not the way out. <laughs> I'm just going to go this to the dark. You go to the light, right? You go to the light. If you're in a... Uh, a tunnel, you go to the light. That's how you get out. You know the light is where you need to go. You follow the light. There's hope in the light. There's escape in the light. And it's our natural reaction to follow it. Amen. Jesus was the light, or Jesus is the light. Amen. John 1, verse 9, says, And says, that was the true light, which lighted every man that came cometh into the world. And verse 12 says, but as many as received him, to them he gave, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Jesus is the light that we need. Jesus is the light that we are looking for, the light that we want. In a world of darkness, he is the light. The light of Jesus shone and it showed in everything he did. Everywhere he went, the light showed. Sean, he, he healed physical sicknesses, he healed broken hearts, he healed 
or he fed people that were hungry. He healed spiritual and physical afflictions. And he showed hope wherever he went. John chapter 12, verse 44. says, Jesus Christ said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. He came to bring light yeah. in a world of darkness. If we want... Um, if we want light, if we want to get out of the darkness, we need the salvation that He offers us. We need to believe in Him. We need to believe that He is holy. We need to believe that He is God. We need to believe that He is who He says He was. And when we receive the revelation of the light of Jesus, we receive the revelation of eternal life because it's all together. The identity of Jesus as Savior or as God is revealed to people who are hungry for the truth. If you're hungry, God will show things. To you. The people that were hungry, they followed him, and he showed them who he was. Yeah. When we're hungry, we'll follow him, and he will show us himself. The more time we spend with him, the more things he will show us. Does this make sense? Yeah. It doesn't matter your class. It doesn't matter your, um, your pay grade. It doesn't matter your nationality, where you come from. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter. It just matters that you're hungry. That's all that mattered. God was, or Jesus was touching and moving and tax collectors' lives. He was moving in prostitutes' lives. He was moving in Pharisees' lives. He was moving in children's lives. Um, Samaritans, all kinds of people. Didn't matter who they were. It just mattered that they were hungry. And there are a few ways that um, God will reveal things to us. The first one is through worship. And Jesus was often identified um, by being worshipped. When he was born, what happened? The angels appeared in the sky and they scared the life out of the shepherds. Yeah. They told them who he was. The shepherds went and they worshipped the baby Jesus. As soon as he was born, it started. Yeah. And then the wise men came later. But all through the New Testament, people reveal who Jesus was by worshipping him. Jairus his daughter was dying and he worshipped him. The Syrophoenician woman worshipped as her daughter was possessed. The disciples worshipped when the, the storm was calm. When Peter walked on the water and he, he slipped and he fell in and Jesus pulled him out. They worshipped. The crowd worshipped when he came riding on the donkey. They worshipped at the, the resurrection and the ascension. And they all received, every, every one of these people at this point when they worshipped, they all received a greater Revelation of who Jesus was because they worshipped. Jairus, as he worshipped, his daughter was raised. And he saw that Jesus had power over death. He saw that Jesus was the light. The Syrophoenician woman, as she worshipped, her daughter was delivered. And it was revealed that Jesus had power over the devils. And he had power to deliver the disciples, when the storm came, when Peter was sinking in the water, they saw that he, he was the peace speaker. They saw that he could save them from anything that happened. When the crowd worshipped, they saw him on the donkey. They saw him as the king, triumphant, coming in to his throne. When they saw him resurrected or ascending to heaven, they saw him as God. Because they worshipped, God revealed more to them. 
The more they worshipped, the more light came in, the more they could see. And another way that we, Jesus is revealed to us is by teaching. Um, the identity of Jesus was revealed by his teaching. When he was 12, year old, 12 years old, he was in the temple, blowing the minds of the scholars, the scribes, and the Pharisees. His parents came and he said, I'm, what are you doing? I'm supposed to be about my father's business. Luke chapter 2, verse 49 says, He said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? He showed them who he was, the Son of God. He showed them through his teaching. Um, Matthew chapter 21, verse 13 Jesus said, in it, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. He, he was teaching that this is what the temple was supposed to be for. He overturned the tables and he, had, he drove all the, the money changers out. And people realized who he was through that. And later, many of them were healed. And the more good he did, the more the religious leaders hated him. And then the more the people loved him which is generally how it works. And the children sang praises unto him. After he drove everybody to the temple, the children sang praises. Verse 15 says, When the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. They got mad because the kids were worshiping. Amen. The worship of children brought a revelation of who he was. Brought the light of who he was. And kids are important Amen. to our church. Yes. And I know sometimes they're loud, sometimes they're hyper, sometimes they scream or they put ponies on the chairs. But they're important. Amen. And there's something about a child that worships. There's something that happens when Haley starts belting out a song at the top of her lungs. I know it may be... It's not what you want to hear, but there's something that happens when she does that. Yes. We had trunk or treat out here. And it was getting a little cold, so the kids came in. And maybe you don't like this, whatever, but I don't care. I came in, and Julian was pretending to play the piano, and I was pretending to play the drums. And they were singing Jesus at the center of it all. And that's worth every fight yes, it is. on Sunday morning to get them dressed. It's worth every fight to bring them here. It's worth every time one of them comes up when I'm trying to preach, when Trisha's trying to sing. Yes. That is more important to me. Because yes, there's something that happens yes. when they realize who Jesus is. And it's important to our church. It's important to us. God shows himself through the children's Amen. worship. Because there's something about it that's pure and it's honest mm -hmm. and it's unfiltered. You can't control what they say sometimes. There's something honest about it and it's important. And that's what happened in the New Testament. The children worshipped and the people got upset. But whatever, those people were wrong. Matthew chapter 21, 16, the next verse says, Then and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Jesus didn't turn it away. When a kid worships because they want to, that's perfect praise. Because there's nothing 
They're not doing it because they're being forced to. You know, sometimes we get up here and we're like, okay, everybody, let's do this. And we kind of just force it. But when they do it, it's because they want to. You can't, you know, we've never had children. They don't know what the struggle it is trying to get them to do something they don't want to do. If they want to do it, there's something about that. And Jesus used that to show who he was. It was perfected praise from the mouths of the children. And he was revealed and worshipped. He was revealed through his teaching. And as that happens, the light shines. When we worship, the light of Jesus shines. When we teach, the light of Jesus shines. And there's a saying, you know, when you're teaching something, the lights come on. And you see, oh, it just clicks. A couple Wednesdays ago, Terry had a question, and I didn't answer it properly. And then in the middle of Bible study, I just saw it in her eyes. It was answered. You know, that's, that's what we say, the lights come on. There's some, the lights come on, and you know, things are revealed to us that maybe we weren't quite understanding. And then, but then, it drove me crazy when we were there. But when you say something and people understand it, they go, ah. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It used to drive, it drove me nuts at first, and then, but when you're teaching, they're like, aha, and you're like, oh, okay, they got it, and it just lets you know, but it's not something we do here, and sometimes one of our kids will do it, I'm like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. but that's just what they did, but that's when the lights come on, and God shows things to us through teaching and through worship, we see things in, in the Word, and He shows more of Himself, and another thing that He used was miracles. Um, miracles show and they point to Jesus. They show who he is. They show the power that he has and they point to him. They bring glory to God. They bring glory to his name. John 7 and 31 says, And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? People figured out from the miracles that he was Christ. That's how they knew that he was Jesus. That's how they knew, well, they knew he was Jesus, but that's how they knew that he was, he was God because of the miracles that were happening. Yeah. It's the same as now. When something happens in somebody's life, when somebody's healed, it's hard to deny that. Amen. It's hard to deny that something happened there. Yes. It points to Jesus, and it causes people to believe it shines his light in their, their life, and they believe. Some of, them, some of them choose not to. Some of them don't want to, but generally... You know, that's what happens. I remember um, there was a guy in our church. He got in a motorcycle accident. got hit by a car. Um, he wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized or anything yet. He just was one of those guys that grew up in church and never really got into it. But I think he was maybe 19, 20, whatever, around that age. And it was just, everyone, he was supposed to die. Everybody thought he was going to die. And... It caused the people to pray. His sister was pretty quiet. She went in that room and she just started praying. And then God healed him and raised him up. And now he's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's been baptized now. He's a pretty strong pillar of the church. He's a good guy. His kids are Bible quizzing. Because of prayer, because of this miracle that happened in his life, it showed all his friends, all his people, there was a I think the guy that hit him was like a, a Catholic priest, and it was just a big ordeal. But God showed himself through that miracle. Amen. When God does a miracle in our lives, there's 
There's no denying it. Amen. Right? And it points to God. It shows who he is. It shows the power that he has. It lets the lights come on. The Pharisees, they disclaimed his power. But the people who were touched by the miracles, the people that had things happen to them, the people that had their daughters raised from the dead, the people that were healed from leprosy, the people that had their eyes opened or their, their legs healed, those people, they couldn't take that away from them. The Pharisees couldn't take that away. Um, there was ten lepers that were healed. One of them came back and worshipped. And Jesus made him whole. The blind man, there was a blind man that was healed. And then he followed Jesus because he knew there's something about this guy. He healed me. There's something about him. The demoniac was delivered. And then he went back to his village clothed and in his right mind witnessing. God made, Jesus made such an impact on his life through that miracle. And showed who he was. And the greatest miracle of all is salvation. When God saves you, when God does a work in your life, there's nothing anybody else can do that, or say to take that away. He shows himself through miracles, too. Amen. But above all, Jesus reveals himself to people who are interested. People that want to know. People that are hungry. That's who he shows himself to. Through worship, through teaching, through miracles, through the word. But you have to be hungry. You have to want it. People who are looking for a savior. Is who he reveals himself to. Nicodemus was looking for a savior. John the Baptist's disciples came looking for a savior. They said, are you the one we're looking for? Is there somebody else coming? And he showed himself to them. And Jesus gave thanks because, of thing, because things of the kingdom were hidden to people that thought they were smart. And revealed to, to babes, the people that were just hungry. People that just wanted it. And sometimes we can think ourselves out of stuff. Out of what God wants to do for us. But if we just come hungry, we just come desiring something from God, He will show us and He will reveal Himself to us. When we become like children, my children, lately they've started doing this thing where they act like we've never fed them before. <laughs> and they're like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm like, well, supper's in half an hour. Just be quiet. I'm hungry. And they just go like, they haven't eaten in seven days or something. But they're hungry and they want something. Yes. As annoying as it is at the time, that's what we need to be like with Jesus. I'm hungry. I want, well, churches, I'm hungry now. Give me, I need something from you now. We need to have that same hunger. We need to approach him as a child, hungry and honest Amen. and open without a hidden agenda. Children are trying to trick you into doing things. They just want what they want. That's what Amen. we need to approach God like that. Amen. Just hungry and open and honest yes. and trusting, and He will reveal Himself to us. Yes. Thank you. If we worship with a pure heart, a true heart, a broken and a contrite spirit, He will reveal Himself to us. And that's what we want, right? Amen. Jesus went to Samaria and He met a woman at the well. Her life was a mess, she was hurt. She was broken, but she had a desire in her heart for change. Amen. She wanted something else. She went to the well at midday. All the other women would have came first thing in the morning. 
That was the tradition, but she avoided that because she felt shame. She didn't want to listen to them talk about her. She didn't like the, the looks she got. She was, she was ashamed. She didn't want that the judgmental looks that sometimes we give people. She didn't want that. She had shame, and she knew that she needed a change. She knew that she needed something to happen in her life. And Jesus started to reveal himself to her, started to shine the light in her life. The more she spent with, the more time she spent with him, the longer she talked to him, the more he started to reveal himself. And it changed her life, and it changed her, her town, because people saw what happened. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. He was a Jewish leader. All the other Jewish leaders, they tried to attack Jesus during the day. They tried to ask him questions and trick him and trap him and make him look foolish. To show him as the false prophet they thought he was. They tried to discredit him. But Nicodemus came at night. He came humbly. He didn't come making a show, making a big deal, saying, look, at, I'm going to make this guy look foolish. He came because he was hungry. At night, he didn't have these questions. The only question he had, he started with, John chapter 3, verse 2, he says, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. That's how he approached him. He didn't come trying to trick him. He came and said, I know that God sent you. He came humbly. He came honestly. He had the right approach. He, had, he was humble. He had the right heart. He had a desire and he was hungry. And he had a hungry heart for Jesus. And Jesus revealed the new birth to him. He showed him what he needed to do because he was hungry, because he approached him properly. If we approach Jesus properly in worship and prayer and everything we do, humbly, if we desire for that light to shine in our lives, he will reveal himself Amen. to us. Amen. <clears throat> A lot of people... A lot of people have desired to worship God, but they don't understand everything in the Bible. Is that anybody, does everybody, anybody here understand everything? <coughs> Some things I don't understand, that you may not want to hear. But a lot of us, we want to know things. We want to know. You want to know what the Bible says. You want to know what it, what it means, right? Yes. A lot of us have that desire in our hearts. Then if we're sincere, if we worship God properly, if we get into His presence, and we do what we can, the best of our knowledge, the best of our ability, He will reveal Himself to you. Yes. He will let the light shine. He will drive out the darkness. When we want, when we come hungry, when we come thirsty, when you come in like you know everything, it's not going to work. When you come properly hungry and with a worship spirit, he will shine his light and drive out the darkness. He'll make things clear to you. He'll illuminate things to you. I used to, my friend Jerome, who's my roommate in Bible school, I'd be like, oh, I got this revelation. And he'd be like, no, you got an illumination. <laughs> it wasn't hidden. You just didn't see it. <laughs> Whatever. But when we're hungry... And when we approach the Bible, we approach God with the right attitude, He will illuminate things. It wasn't a new revelation, it was something He already knew, but God showed it to me. He illuminated it to me, and 
And that's how it works. God will illuminate things. You, you can read something 15 times, and then one time you read it like, oh, that's, wow. And that's what the light shines. When we spend time with God, we spend time in his presence, the light will shine more. Does that make sense? Everybody understand? So we just need to keep following. Keep following him. Keep worshiping him. Keep living a life of worship like we've talked about the last, I don't know how many weeks. It's been a while. A couple months. Live a life of worship. Live a life of praise to God. Live in the presence of God. Get into the presence of God. He will show us what he wants us to see. As long as you'll listen, as long as you'll obey, as long as you'll keep following, he'll show you things. If he shows you something and you're just like, I don't want that, why is he going to keep doing it? So you gotta, you got to follow too. You can't just, okay, God, just show him. Nope. Don't like that. you got to follow him also. you got to obey him also. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you're hungry and you're thirsty for the things of God, you will be filled. If you're hungry and you're thirsty and you, you worship and you get into his presence, he will show you things. He will illuminate, reveal whatever word you want to use. He will, he will do it for you. He'll bring you closer to him. You want to know Jesus, you have to spend time with him. It's the only way. I can tell you all I know about him, but it's not the same. I can tell you all I know about my wife, but unless you spend time with her, you're not going to know her. You might think you do, but you don't. We, we individually, we need to spend time with Jesus. We can have the music come back, please. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. Cornelius was a devout man. He prayed, he gave offerings. He lived his life to the best of his ability, the best that he knew how to live. Amen. He did everything he could. He did everything he knew to live for God, but it was incomplete. And what happened? God revealed to him what to do. God showed him what he needed to do. He was doing everything he could. He was praying. He was living his life the best he could, and God showed him what to do. If you're hungry, if you're truly hungry, you're truly thirsty, you're truly trying to live for God, you keep your, your mind open, your heart open, God will show things to you and show you what you need to do. And God revealed to him what he needed to do. He needed to call for Peter. And then he called for Peter, and Peter came and told him what he needed to do, and he kept following, he kept listening. He was, wasn't like, nope, that's not what I want to hear. We're done. Sorry. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. But he kept following where God was leading him. And Peter preached to him. And he was saved. His family was saved because he was sincere. And the revelation in his life grew. And the light shone and opened his eyes because of his sincerity, because of his sincere worship. An honest and sincere, heartfelt worship is the key revelation, the key to God showing you the answer to that question you've been waiting for, God showing you who he is, 
miracle worker, whatever, whatever you're looking for, the key is honest, sincere, heartfelt worship. When we approach him properly, humbly, hungry, he will show himself to us. The more time you spend in the Word, the more time you spend in the presence of Jesus, the more the light shines in. And this is the big revelation, illumination. The more light, the more you can see. I could turn these lights off. We'd have some light coming in from the windows, but it'd be darker. You wouldn't be able to see maybe under the corners or in the corners under things. But the more you get a flashlight, you can see. The more light you have, the more you can see. I know everyone's mind's blowing right now. But the more time we spend in the Word, the more time we spend in His presence, the more time we spend in worship and prayer, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we get to know Him. The more we get to know Him, the more light shines in our lives. If you want the light, spend time with Him. If you want the light, worship Him humbly, honestly, sincerely, and He will open your eyes. He will open your mind. He will show you things. <clears throat> if you want to know more, if you want to understand more, if you want to be used by Jesus, we need to get close to Him. We need to get into His presence and worship. Let's all stand, please. No, that wasn't... <laughs>